Hi everyone, welcome to Careful Tech, episode 94, Magic Keyboard Impressions Secondhand. So over the weekend, the eagerly awaited Magic Keyboard for Apple's iPad Pro started to be delivered to customers based in Asia. And those users predictably took advantage by posting their initial impressions and Q&As to YouTube. So here are my secondhand impressions of their impressions. And predictably, most of them, most of my thoughts are complaints. Sorry, but that's just sort of my style. First, we have our answer as to how Apple prevents the cantilevered design of this new iPad Pro Magic Keyboard from flipping over backwards out of your lap. That angle that they show off in all the marketing material, that's literally as far back as the thing will tilt. It's quote-unquote infinite adjustment as one early customer claimed, but it's infinite adjustment between a fairly narrow range of viewing angles. And based on what I can see, it seems a bit shy of the range that I'd like to use, particularly as someone who's on the tall side of the spectrum. The taller you are, the further back you generally want your laptop screen to tilt. But physics are physics, right? They have to find some way of keeping users from pushing the thing too far and having it tumble out of their laps onto the floor and shattering into a million pieces, which, by the way, I almost did the very first weekend I had the iPad Pro 2018. I was sitting in a Walmart waiting area waiting for my car's oil to get changed. There was like three or four other people sitting in that little space with me, and I'm happily pecking away at the iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil. The thing literally tumbles out of my lap onto the hard tile floor. It was the worst. The screen did not break, but I did accidentally uh, see the Apple Pencil go scurrying away under a seat, which I didn't notice till I had driven back home an hour and then realized that I had lost the $129 Apple Pencil and drove back the next day to find it still waiting for me under that chair. All that aside, back to the Magic Keyboard. Based on these impressions on YouTube, I was also struck by the Magic Keyboard's inability to flip around. In other words, for easier note-taking or drawing with the Apple Pencil without taking the iPad itself out of the case. If you wanna use the iPad for drawing or uh, manual note-taking with a pen, you'll probably wanna take it out of the Magic Keyboard. Now that's expected, maybe, but disappointing to me, because again, I get nervous anytime I have to pull my iPad out of its knockoff smart cover for obvious reasons, going back to that escapade in the Walmart waiting area. It's just such a large piece of glass. It's so unwieldy, especially the 12.9 inch version, that I feel like every time I take it out of the case, a countdown timer starts to tick until I will inevitably drop it onto a hard surface. Also, there's the sheer inconvenience of it if, like me, you shift frequently from typing to drawing. Changing use cases like that uh, is not exactly super convenient when you have to change the accessories every time. And I don't like trying to find somewhere to set down my accessories, to set down that case. Although I will say the Magic Keyboard snaps shut with a satisfying thunk, even when you don't have the iPad in there. So you could take the iPad off with one hand, slam shut the Magic Keyboard with the other, and set that accessory aside fairly easily. It's still not something I'd want to do over and over. 
Another thought, the USB port on the Magic Keyboard can only be used for charging. In other words, not for any data functions like storage accessories or monitors or keyboards. That seems like a shame to me. It would be nice to treat the Magic Keyboard like a glorified dock. So drop your iPad on it and your external screen fires up or you have access to your external hard drive or whatever. Instead, you're stuck plugging and unplugging a cable from the actual on-device USB port for functions like that. You know, like an animal. All right, so now into the real nitpicks. There's a little bit of extra fabric slack when the case is open, surrounding the barrel of the main hinge. I could see dirt or crud or whatever finding its way in there. In general, I kind of wonder about the durability of this accessory since it's built with mostly the same materials as the smart folio. If I'm gonna buy something this expensive, which by the way, I'm not planning to, I really, really want it to last for three years at a minimum. In particular, I worry about the durability of that secondary hinge, not the one that's further down, but that sits about a quarter of the way up the backside of the iPad. There's probably some sort of rigid material in there, metal or plastic parts, that would hold up okay to heavy use, but what about the flexing of that rubberized sheath over the hinge? That seems like the sort of place that would wear through after a few months. Let's talk about the weight a little bit. Um, it was 297 grams for the 11-inch iPad Pro's smart keyboard folio. The 11-inch Magic Keyboard weighs in at a kind of crazy 590 grams. So over twice or nearly twice as much almost exactly twice as much as the old smart keyboard folio. And again, that measurement's based on the YouTuber video that I watched. We're assuming that he got that measurement right and that I heard his audio right. If it's the correct figure, that means that the Magic Keyboard accessory weighs significantly more than the iPad it accessorizes. 25% more, in fact, over 100 grams more than the 11 inch. If I had to guess, I would say that the 12.9 difference is probably similar. I'm curious to see iFixit tear that thing down. Where is all that weight coming from? Are there counterweights in the base just to keep the top heavy iPad from tipping over? And if that were true, why wouldn't they make those batteries instead to charge the iPad or give it extra juice on the fly? Finally, and this is out of the nitpicky realm and into the more serious complaints. Can we talk soberly about the cost of this thing? $350 for a keyboard case remains a ridiculous price. I thought that when they first announced it back in March, and I still think so. Not somewhat high, not startling. It's ridiculous. I mean, Apple knows better than anyone what its clientele will bear in terms of costs. I find myself asking, well, why $300? Why $350? Why not $400? Why not $500? It's that far beyond the pale for me in terms of what I think a keyboard accessory should cost. Who knows? Maybe I'll be completely wrong. Maybe the reviewers will say, no, no, you don't understand. This completely transforms the iPad by giving it that mouse accessory eager to see the real reviews from people who have had this keyboard for more than a few hours. And if you have thoughts on the device, its advantages, its costs, 
its drawbacks, its benefits, I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up at Matt Hogger on Twitter or at Careful Tech. The website is carefultech.net. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.